Good morning. This is City Church Together. I'm your host, Trevor, <laughs> which rhymes. Uh, together forever with Trevor, City Church. <laughs> and three, two, one. Good morning. This is City Church Together for Thursday, July 9th. Thursday, July 9th. Uh, we're continuing through First Peter. So uh, this is First uh, Peter chapter 2. Um, the passage that I'm about to read in First Peter chapter 2 is what I have entered as my uh, as the prayer that I pray for our church um, when it comes up in my prayer app. Um, for those of you who are interested in using a prayer app, I think they're very helpful. Um, it's easier than having note cards even though the phone can be distracting. Uh, I use uh, the Echo prayer app. There are other ones, uh, but it just sort of lets me make, uh, you know, digital prayer cards that I can enter people's names. I can enter prayer requests on them. I can enter uh, scripture that I want to pray, and uh, and then I can cycle through those in a, a prayer time. I try to get through all of the all of the things in a week. And so my prayer card for City Church is this passage. This is um, uh, This is what I pray for our church. So this is 1 Peter chapter 2. Peter writes under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants, desire the pure milk of the word so that you may grow up into your salvation if you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by people but built uh excuse me rejected by people but chosen and honored by God you yourselves as living stones a spiritual house are being built to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ for it stands in scripture see i lay a stone in zion a chosen and honored cornerstone and the one who believes in him will never be put to shame so honor will come to you who believe, but for the unbelieving, the stone that the builders rejected, this one has become the cornerstone, and a stone to stumble over and a rock to trip over. They stumble because they disobey the word. They were destined for this. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And that is the word of the Lord from First Peter. Um, the reason why I include First Peter chapter 2 as my prayer for our church, as my ongoing prayer for our church, um, is because there are so many things in this passage that um, point to the balance of what the church is called to be. Uh, here's what I mean. Um, there is a balance in this passage of both um, evangelism and growing in maturity, which is an unnecessary has been an unnecessary divide in the church for a long time. Um, you know, you have churches who uh, have been big on evangelism and 
telling people about Jesus and invite your friends to church and outreach, 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 and yet have neglected discipleship. It's almost an afterthought, um, teaching people to obey the commands of Jesus, um, bringing people to maturity, uh, and then vice versa. Um, churches that um, say well, evangelism will sort of take care of itself, and what we need to really focus on is building deep, you know, strong, mature, uh, resilient Christians. And in in this verse, we actually, or in these verses, we actually have this idea in verse two, like newborn infants desire the pure milk of the word, ridding yourselves of all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander. Um, that. Uh, and then raising up, uh, like newborn infants desire the pure milk of the word, so that you may grow up into your salvation. Uh, so this is a uh, this is a call to maturing and discipleship, um, nurturing, um, not nurturing, but yeah, nurturing our faith through the in the growing intake of the word as we grow from infants into maturity. And, and But then we see the reason for that is because we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession, so that we are all of those things so that we can proclaim the praises of the one who called you out of darkness. In other words, this is a, God is setting us up to be a holy, set-apart, mature people so that what we proclaim about God's goodness makes sense to people. So that we are not proclaiming from hypocrisy, but we are we are proclaiming from lives that are, as the scripture says, worthy of the calling that we have received. And so there is balance between evangelism and discipleship. There is also balance in here between um, suffering and being comforted or, or suffering and being honored. Um, notice that he says... Um, excuse me, um, you are, uh, in verse 4, as you come to him, a living stone, rejected by people, but chosen and honored by God. And so this, this gives me both the expectation that as a Christian, that I should expect to have a experience of being rejected by the world, in other words, so, so I, I don't spend my time trying to be palatable to the world by sort of parroting their ideas or telling people what they want to hear. I know I'm going to be rejected by people, but also, also I am going to be comforted because I've been, I'm, I'm not just a martyr, I'm, I'm going to be comforted because I'm chosen and honored by God, like I'm living into a calling and God sees what I do and say. Um, and so there is balance between um, expecting rejection, but also being comforted by being chosen and honored um, by God. Um, there is this idea here of being living stones, okay? Um, living stones. So the living part of that, um, I think in terms of uh, John 15, a connection to the vine, okay? So that's a that's an organ living. That's a, that is an organic idea that I am attached to Jesus. That I have a personal relationship with God um, through Jesus Christ and an indwelling Holy Spirit. That I am attached to something organically and relationally. That I have a vibrant relationship with God. But also, I am a stone 
that is laid on top of other stones, that is laid on top of a cornerstone. So I don't just think this is about me and Jesus. I understand that I am not just organic. I am also, the balance of that, the part of an organization. I am a part of an institution. I am a part of stones stacked on each other. I am not, the Holy Spirit doesn't merely indwell in me. I am not merely a temple of Holy Spirit. It's not just my body that's a temple of Holy Spirit. It is the church, the unified universal church, what we recite in the creed, that is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And I have a role in that. I have a part in that. Um, we talked about this before at City Church in, uh, in messages, maybe in the message from 1 Peter 2. Um, that this metaphor of being a stone, you think about the way that stones are stacked. One stone is stacked, um, if you think about uh, masonry, you know, you have that, that line of grout, and that line of grout meets the next brick right in the middle of that brick. So one stone depends on two stones. And then that one stone that is depending on the two stones below it, it supports half of one stone above it and half of another stone above it. So just pick a picture of brick wall and you get that. That is such a beautiful metaphor for what the church is called to be. Yes, I am an individual living organic stone, but the point is not the stone. The point is that the stone depends on two under it and also gives it support to two over it. Isn't that a multiplication idea? Isn't that a communal idea? Isn't that a I'm not the point idea? The point is us together with Jesus the and the indwelling Holy Spirit. And so because of all those things, a, a, a deep push into discipleship and maturity and putting off the old and putting on the new at the same time a push towards proclaiming the praises of God to people that don't know him evangelism and discipleship is here there is that balance between individual personal relationship with Jesus and being a part of an uh, organic and being a part of an organized institution a community that relies on one another in order to exhibit um, this uh, temple of the living God. For those reasons, I pray this passage for our church, and I, I hope that you would join me. Maybe you get that Echo um, Prayer app, and you just maybe you just start with a prayer for our church, and I, I just copy and paste um, First Peter these verses from First Peter two in there, and pray those with me for our church, um, that we would be a church of evangelism and deep discipleship, that we would be a church of, of vibrant, individual, organic relationships with Jesus and also um, organized, uh, organizational institution um, that rely, community that relies on one another um, to show God off and that we would both expect to suffer and be rejected, but also expect to receive great comfort and honor from the Lord. And so let's pray now in that direction after a moment of silence. Our Father, it is often not a complete rejection of you that is our problem. It is when we pick the side of you that we like and ignore the part of you that we don't. It is when we 
choose to obey the commands that fit with what we want to do while we disregard or minimize the commands that um, cut against the grain of our desires. And so we ask you, Lord, that you would make us both a church that is um, passionate and in pursuit of a maturing faith and that cares deeply about the urgency of the gospel going out to our friends and neighbors, the good news of Jesus' kingdom coming to them so that there is repentance and faith so that they can be a part of this family. Make us a church that embraces both of those. Father, make us a church that is both prepared and ready for suffering at the same time we rejoice and party that the Father has welcomed us home and we are chosen and set apart and called and we are honored by you because you have called us your sons and daughters. And Father, please make us a church. Make us a church, Lord, where we have lots of individuals who have deep, meaningful relationships with you that are very, very personal, that are very, very intimate, that are like vines, uh, that are like branches attached to the vine, drawing nectar, organic. At the same time, Father, help us to um, forget about ourselves. Help us to disappear into the wall of the temple where we are being supported by two others as we, Father, lend our support to two others. We are but bricks in the wall. You spoke through Pink Floyd. We are but bricks in the wall. We are but body parts on a bigger body that are displaying you. Help us to remember that this whole thing doesn't end up uh, with us um, walking through the rose garden while the dew is still on the roses in an intimate moment with you as much as it ends up with all of us with you and you with all of us. This ends up in community, in togetherness, not in individual house call visits from you and our individual mansions in heaven. So, Father, we want to be deeply, personally, organically connected to you, and we want to be a part of a community and an organization and an institution that you show yourself off through. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this holy calling. We are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for your possession so that we may proclaim the praises of the one who called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Once we were not a people, but now we are your people, God. Once we had not received mercy, but now we have received mercy. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.